October 16, 2022. We're continuing in Perik Gimal of Mesilat Yesharim. We'll finish it and go into Perik Dalet today. Uh, if you recall what Perik Gimal, really Perik Bet and Perik Dalet, we'll continue this conversation. It's talking about Zehirut, and Zehirut, this vigilance, this uh, necessity that we have um, to stop, to reflect, and to be determined in understanding where we're headed and uh, what it is we want to head to. And as I told you last week, Mesilat Yisharim will conclude with a mashal. Um, he was describing how there's a certain catch-22, a certain paradox. I need to be vigilant and careful about where I'm headed, but I don't know necessarily where I'm headed until I've stumbled into where I'm going. So how am I going to have proper foresight and perspective. So what he described for us is he cited that Gemara, which was Doresh, the Pasuk and Sefer Devarim, of speaking to, or Alken Yomeru HaMoshelim, who are the Moshelim, who are the rulers, they're the ones who have already been Moshel on themselves. They've already overcome the obstacles of life. It's turning to people who have that insight. Instead of assuming you can do it independently, you have to turn to others. So he gives a mashal to conclude that thought. He says, HaLemazeh says this is similar to a maze of sorts. Imagine it like a corn maze. It says, says the ministers, the wealthy people, have these sorts of mazes at their homes near their uh, near their abodes, and it's filled with all sorts of high hedges. Um, some leading to dead ends, others leading you down wrongful routes. Uh, of course, there's one pathway, one passageway uh, through which you'll make your way to the final destination. Kulam domim All the pathways, all the uh, passages look the same. You want to get to the middle of all those uh, passages uh, where there's an achsadra, some sort of gazebo, some sort of elevated platform. There are some which will take you away from where you want to go, and others which will direct you uh, in the proper, uh, give you the proper focus and direction. Person who's walking, unless they have a panoramic vision, unless they're able to see it from afar, while they're in it, they don't know where they're headed. It's uh, very confusing. There's lots of obstacles, distractions, different ways. Of course, the imagery is is real life imagery. There are all sorts of uh, obstacles and uh, physical temptations and distractions in life. <laughs> The only way a person in it can actually know where they're going is if they've already been a part of it. But uh, I'm part of it. I haven't been through it yet. I'm going to have to stumble. By definition, says, but the person who's at the end of it, the one who's standing already on that gazebo, the one who's peering over, person who wants to listen to the other who can see it, who has been through it, 
they'll be set on the proper direction. The person who believes that they have the sight, even though of course they don't, it's impossible to have it if you haven't been through it, they'll be set on the derech hakozevet, they'll be on the wrongful path. That's the imagery, that's the description of Mesilat Yisharim, any person who has lived life with open eyes and, uh, and a sensitive heart is well aware of the truth in this imagery. He's describing life as we know it. We oftentimes believe, we uh, lead ourselves on pathways on passages that we've uh, convinced ourselves we can see and we know best, ignoring the advice of others who've been down that path and find uh, all too often that, that we don't know best and we don't have that capability of actually determining and predicting where it's going to lead us unless we turn to a person, unless we turn to a text, unless we turn to a body of knowledge, a Torah, wisdom, which can and will provide that insight and direction. Again, that was that derasha from the Gemara and that pasuk. The Moshelim say, Bo Heshbon, let's together determine, let's together evaluate life, be shokel sachar mitzvah keneget hefseedah, be able to understand what does it mean to perform a mitzvah, what does it mean to neglect one and to sin. Ki kvar hem nisu verau viyadeo sheze levado hu aderecha amiti lehagia haadam el atoba. They're aware, those who have been down the path, of what the only ways to go. Of course, there might be more than one passageway, but there aren't uh, millions, and there aren't uh, all those, uh, those seemingly good pathways are wrongful. You'll need to, we need to consistently and constantly be stopping to pause, reflect, understand that there is a proper way for each of us and to heed the call of it. It says, the matter of the fact is, Sarich ha'adam says, Mesila Isharim, lehiyot mitbonen besichlo tamid, bechozman, ubizman kavua lo behitbodedo. There needs to be A, a constant hitbonenut, uh, a constant uh, observation and, uh, and, uh, and sensitivity to your surroundings and to your life in truth. And there needs to be as well a zman kavua behitbodedo, a specific set aside time. For separating yourself, lihit boded, adam badad is a person who's separated in order to, and it doesn't necessarily need to be a physical separation, but it needs to be a separation wherein you're able to genuinely and authentically uh, be mitbonen and be in turn uh, have zehirut. Lefi hoka Torah shadam sarich lelech bova harkach yavolit bonen al maasav imhem ala derechaze imlo. The only way you yourself can determine is if you stop decide, heed the call, and then begin to walk, then make your way through that maze. It's through that you'll be able to, in a swift fashion, come to Tahara, uh, come to Yosher, to straightness. Means to set straight the ways of your feet, and in turn, all your pathways 
will be right. You need to first straighten yourself. Ve'omer, and similarly, the Pasuk says in Echa, and we know this one from Kippur, Nach let's look into our ways, let's investigate, and only then, v'nashuva ad Adonai. Okay, so that's what Perek Imal described for us. Perek Daled, if you see the Koteret, uh, you see the heading, it says, That's where we want to get. Now, how do we set ourselves on that path? How do we find a, a direction to Zehirut? So I understand I need to come to the point where I'm constantly cognizant and I'm stopping to think. And now he's going to describe to us a little bit further the derech. He's going to describe to us what's the mechanism to achieving that. So he begins and he says the general principle with regards to how to achieve, again, we want true zehirut. So again, you could turn to one, but what are you seeking in their guidance? You're seeking a Torah guidance. How would you provide that guidance, so to speak, in a self-guided fashion? Well, that's Torah. That Gemara in Masechet Avodah Zaran, Dafkaftar, upon which this entire book is structured. The whole book comes after, we want to make our way to Kiddushah, Bipinehas ben Yair begins us and tells us the, the separate and, and distinct um, levels that we need to rise and go up on this rung of gro- rungs of growth on the, on the ladder until we get to Kiddushah. It begins with Torah. Torah is Mevi'ah lide zehirut. So he says that's a general principle. How does Torah bring to Zehirut? Again, in a moment, um, we'll just read in the, the moment right now. So if you want to be detailed, what sort of Torah are we referring to? This is if you want to get specific, if you want to get detailed, not just, you can't just refer to this as Torah. It's a particular vantage point. In Torah, what's that? The Homer Ha'avodah, the severity of our work, of our worship, and in turn, Omekadina Lea, the the depth of din, of judgment upon neglect and wrongful activity on this. And it says, and the way you'll achieve that is through reading, again with a sensitive eye, with an open heart. Sifrei HaKodesh, he's referring to Sifrei Musa, he's referring to other books of that sort, and the Ma'amare HaChamim, it means the Agadot, it means the statement of the rabbis, which lead you in the direction of understanding the severity of our task, and in turn the depth of our judgment. Now, in general, when he talks about that general principle of Torah, I, for, for a long time it was difficult for me to fully understand that, to wrap my head around. How does Torah in its general sense, again, he gets a bit more specific and he says, what well, portions of the Torah, but does that mean that any other Torah needs to be only instructive? It means if I'm learning Masechet Bava Kama and I'm not finding either a practical halakhal ma'aseh or a musar, so to speak, I'm failing in my limud, what's the limud purpose to do? So I, I, I have read, I've learned from uh, in the book Or Yisrael. Or Yisrael is written by Rabbi Yisrael Salanter. He's the father of the Musar movement. So in it, in, in Mikhtav Tetvav, if I'm not mistaken, he discusses what he calls Sechel HaTorah. He says a person who's studying Torah is searching, if they're doing it right, uh, for Sechel HaTorah. That's the mind of the Torah. The mind of the Torah. The way the Torah thinks. The way the Torah thinks. That's the best way to say it. Which means to say the more you bring yourself through and the more you actually, with open 
eyes again and, and sensitive heart and, and, and a soul which is searching not only the course and topical level of what you're studying, but you're searching for what underlies it and doesn't always come because you went into depth on that matter. But it means I've learned it enough. I've become a part of it to the extent that this now determines that this is not an easy task. This is not something we come to easily. But the more you're in tune with a mode of thought and a mode of, of direction with regards to analyzing the world, analyzing the words of God and so forth, it means everything about you is, is, is qualitatively different. I remember my, my rabbi, Rabbi Meir Tversky, once talking about his grandfather, Rabbi Salvechik, and so he said about him, he had nishmat ha-Torah. They used to say it about his grandfather, Rabbi Chaim Salvechik. It's a similar idea. He said nishmat ha-Torah, so Rabbi Tversky was talking about when he opened the Gemara. I'll say it like that, and then I'll extend it to what I think is in this context as well. He said, I remember him, him saying it like this. He said, if you open up to a, a daf of Gemara, he says, we're honest with ourselves. There's boring passages. He says, there's situations. It's dry. You're not excited about learning it. He said, with my grandfather, there was no such thing. He says, because if it's a part of who you are, there's no such thing. So he found a significance in the lines in the Gemara. You know, as an example, when the Gemara gets, it gives its medicinal advice. It tells you how to... Uh, put together potions for medicine, which today has little to no bearing upon us, he would find something exciting and relevant in it. How's that possible? Because if that is your neshama, if you've tapped into it, it determines who you are. I would suggest it goes further. It determines as well. I mean, the author of Kelm, I once read in his book, has a similar thought. It determines who you are as a person. It gives you a separate and a different vision uh, with regards to... And I remember Hacham Badia Yosef more than once talking about the matters of this world he was dealing with. It was, at least for me, I wanted to crane my neck and to listen to him more carefully. He had a certain perspective, which I, as a person who was listening to him, respected because I said he's not seeing it just on the topical level. Now, if he or someone else doesn't have the full details, that's, that's a problem. If they have the full details and they're actually a part of it and they have them, so that's what we're turning them for perspective from. Uh, we're turning to them for that perspective. That's what I think he already is referring to. I think that's Rabbi Pinehas Ben Yair's statement that Torah begins the whole thing. Once you have the Torah lenses on, once everything I'm seeing is, you know, in the context of Talmud Torah, that's the way he was saying it about his grandfather. He said, we open up to and you know he 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 himself is an expert at this and he tries to train students to do this as well. It's what you know. It's when you've achieved a certain level in, in Talmud in Limud is when you're able to notice the bumps in the road. In other words, if you're not feeling well, you know right away you're not feeling well. I need a doctor to tell you you're not feeling well. You know you're not feeling well. If you open up to a, a sugya in the Gemara and you notice there's a few words, there's an expression over here, that, that doesn't feel right. There's something wrong with it. You already realize, you already have an intuition. If, if lehavdil, you are the doctor and the person comes in, you already have an intuition of if you're a good doctor, where, where this is going. You can't fully explain it, but you know where to head. That's Nishmat Torah. Number one, you're able to pick up on the inconsistencies in what you're reading, in what you're experiencing. I'm, I'm extending that. And furthermore, you have a direction, you have a vision. Even if I don't know how, how we're specifically getting there, 
just yet. That's what I think is Torah. But the specifics, the perat, which is really what Mesilat Yesharim will focus on over here, is the ability and the necessity to focus on the Omek Hadin and the Homer Ha'avodah. Again, the Omek Hadin, the depth of judgment, and he'll spend time on that, as Sifre Musar do, and he'll, he'll focus as well on the Homer Ha'avodah, the severity of what's what's incumbent upon us. yesh הערות הערות בהדרגה לשלמי הדעת ולפחותים מהם ולכל ההמון כולו. So there are three levels of motivation with regards to this matter of kiniyat, of acquiring zihirut. שלמי הדעת will be our highest elite level. Those who are שלם בדעתם. Da'at, generally speaking, we assume is the ability to make connections. Yidi'ah in the Torah even connotes in its first mention, well, Yidi'ah tovara, but also when Adam and Hava have relations, that's, that's Yidi'ah. Yidi'ah means to make a connection, means to be able to combine in an appropriate way. So it means I can combine, oftentimes we talk about our ways of Harambam has hilchot de'ot, is character traits. How do you take your personality, your nefesh, your sechel, your neshama, and then apply it to this world, had gashmi. So that's shileme hadat, those who have come to a shilemut, a completeness. La mehem, those who are below them, okay? So the next level of, of human beings. And then you deal with the masses. So he's going to describe uh, where we're headed and the different levels with regards to heading there. Lishleme hadat, he says, let's start and begin with the vision of where sounds like he envisions most of us being able to achieve someone who's shalim bidat, or a person who's complete with their mindfulness or with their ability to uh, come to a mindful existence. They can have motivation to come to to acquiring zehirut. Once it becomes clear to them, to someone who's shalem bedat, someone who's striving for shlemut hadat, if it becomes clear to them that what I should be striving for is shlemut, is completeness, and there's no greater evil than distancing yourself from being complete, that's what it's about. It's just about wrapping your head around that. Once that becomes clear, once it becomes explained, and they can understand as well that the way to come to Shlemut is through Ma'asim Tovim and proper Midot. They'll never want to be lenient or minimize in their actions. He says, if it becomes clear, if it's understood that the way to achieve shlemut is by not falling prey to anything that takes you away from that completeness, well, then they'll run from anything that is distracting. I, you know, there's, there's uh, to my mind, the, the, the best story with regards to this, again, it's, it's a silly story, but it's very telling, is a few years ago, four years ago, I had car problems. So I brought the car to the uh, 
a dealership on Nostrand Avenue and I was lined up. I made an appointment, but I was lined up waiting for my turn to go in. The battery wasn't working. I don't know, I took my eye off of the line at one point or something like that. Someone zipped in front of me and I put my foot on the pedal and I slammed into them in front of me. And I was here to fix my car, which ended up costing nothing. It was warranty, but I had to pay for slamming the person bumper in front of me. Now, the most telling moment was when the woman got out of her car, of course, cursing and very angry at me, as, I mean, not cursing was right, but she should be angry at me. I slammed her car. So I said, I'm going to pay for it. I said, we're in the perfect place. There's a mechanic here. I'm going to pay for whatever I did. It's my fault. You did nothing wrong and so forth. She said, listen, you're very charming and very nice and very whatever. She said, it's a brand new car. It's the first week of this car. Who wants their car to have a dent in it? The first. I said, but I'm going to fix it. So it's never going to be the same. So as much as you're going to pay in order to fix this, it's never going to be the same. It was a brand new car. I've been walking around and driving and talking about my brand new car. And I think she's right, as much as they changed, as much as they made it. That's a person in the physical sense who wants Shalemut. She's actually, for a couple of months, she wants her car to be Shalem until, of course, it falls prey to uh, other realities of life in a car. But that's, that, that's the description. A person runs from when they feel Shalem, when they see Shalemut, they don't want even that small dent, which will be fixed, because it's not the same after it's fixed. Uh, the Gemara tells in Masechet Ketubot and Dav Samechbet about Rabbi Akiva. It's the well-known story of Rabbi Akiva. Rabbi Akiva leaves his home for 12 years and returns home with 12,000 students. And as he returns home with 12,000 students, there's a person who turns to his wife, to Rachel, and says to her, until when is this guy, this husband of yours, going to leave you in Almana, leave you almost like a widow? He's not spending time with you. And she says, and Rabbi Akiva overhears it, the Gemara says, and in the words of uh, A.B. Rottenberg in his song, he says, I'd gladly give another a, a dozen more. I'd give him another 12 years. If that's what he needs, take another 12 years. And instead of stopping and saying hello to her and spending some time with her, he turns around, makes his way out, and spends another 12 years studying and teaching Torah, returning, of course, with uh, 24,000 students after 24 years. So the question that I heard from one of my rabbis, from Rabbi Chaim Shmulevitz, it's in his book, uh, Sihat Musar, is uh, he was the mashkiach in, uh, in in Mir Yeshiva in Israel? And right in China. What's that? He's uh, well, what's the problem of stopping and saying hello? So that's answer he gave is in, in the way I heard it. It's not written exactly like this in the book, but it's basically is that although in mathematics twelve plus twelve equals twenty four, in spirituality in shelemut, my word right now twelve plus twelve. Uh, is, 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 is altogether different than 24 years. 24 years of study, of, under, uh, of undisturbed and, and, and direct study, is altogether different than 12 with a pause in the middle and 12 more. That would be 12 and 12. That wouldn't be 12 plus 12. And as a result, I'm suggesting it in this context as well. The idea of Shilemut, again, I'm not, we're, we're, not, we're not a Rabbi Akiva. It's a continuation. The second there is that break, is there's a fall. It, it comes, you're starting a note. I'll say to her, but your car can be fixed. It's not the same thing. That's the idea of Shilemut. A person who's searching for Shilemut can't have that pitfall. Can't it? They'll run from it, but no. But you'll fix it tomorrow. Sure, and I, it's, it's completeness. Completeness. Mm -hmm.
And, and, and by definition, completeness means there's no underlying blemish. Rabbi, is this the first level or third level? For this is the highest. The He's highest. starting with the highest. He's describing for us where we want to be. He'll talk after, but where it's about the others. But it, he seems to be, that's what I was saying, he seems to be assuming that we can get there, or we can get there. You can only get there if you're, if you're there. I mean, it's not... So he's going to say the way you're going to get there is by opening your eyes. That's that's really his suggestion. He says, open your eyes, think about, of course, of course, of course. So it doesn't mean you're there per se. It means I want to be Shalem. And and, and the second I start on that march towards Shalem, well, well, then every stage I every every stage is only enhancing that Shalem. So. To put it another way, every time I, I committed myself to this limu daily, so every day it continues like the, that shleimut. Yeah, I puncture. That's right. I puncture one day. I'm not complete any longer. What do you mean not complete? Oh, you'll make it up. Not the same thing. Right. It's an altogether different experience. Al ken lo yifhiru ella leharbot bahem ulachmir bechotnahem. What's that? He's He's fully shalem. That's what the word shalem means. That's it. It has to be. Because if you're going to describe a being as shalem, it means entirely. There's no blemish in it. And, you know, and that's, that's what it that's needs to goal. be. It's the goal. And in turn, if it's internalized, if you understand it, you, you have an altogether different approach. That I, I'm focusing for a moment on the kvi'ut, on the t'midiyut, but everything, it's, it's, it means that I can't fall prey to this because then I lost the Shalem. It's a piece of the pie. So a piece of the pie, which cannot be replaced. That's right. the best way to say it, I think. Right. He says, as a result, I'll be constantly striving and searching and seeking constant, uh, the, the, the Shalemut that, that they that they so desire. It's an important pasuk because it could be misunderstood. A praiseworthy is the person who is uh, who is mifahed, uh, who has a certain fear, as a certain uh, is, is scared constantly. Uh, what does that mean? Anxiety is positive. Perushal the Gemara Masech Berachot explains hahu bedivre Torah ketiv. That is in matters of Torah to be mifahed to live a life of anxiety. Learning, ma'asim tovim, it's all under that umbrella of Torah. But it means the pahad is not just pahad from Biriot, it's not pahad from Havlei Olam. The pahad is one of Torah. The pahad is one, he's suggestion, suggesting based on that Gemara, which is leading me to Shelemut Ba Torah. In truth, Rabbi Akiva himself. And as he's giving his life up, as his life is being taken from him, and he's proclaiming, Shema Yisrael, students ask him, How are you able to get to this? How do you achieve this? And he says, Kol My entire life was had sorrow, had sorrow and agony about how to fulfill the Chol Nafshecha with all of your soul that you love God, that you're devoted to Him. That's Shalemut. He was constantly searching and marching toward it. Of course, that's where he is in that moment. How could he give it up if that is a life of Shalemut? <laughs>